it's never wrong to ask the question, like, am I doing the right thing? Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen, and today I brought on Commander Cody, and we talk about the manliest Jedi that exist. So get ready, buckle in, we're going to nerd out. Luke Skywalker is not a manly Jedi, so he is not on the list. Definitely at the bottom on the very last page, not even an asterisk. Let's get started with probably this one is my favorite obi-wan kenobi cody let's have you tell us about obi-wan obi-wan kenobi he's the definitely probably one of the most well-rounded jedis uh the guy that you'd want to call in to a fight and he'd show up without question kind of some key moments from from obi-wan besides his mentorship of anakin definitely in the clone wars some of the battle scenes in the uh, prequel movies, General Grievous fights. I mean, he would really go to town, popping on. I, I can't recall the name of the, uh, the the lizard beast thing, but you know, hopping on that, just kind of like jumping all over the place. Very skilled with a lightsaber, with force, and I kind of think he approached problems like you know we have to in today's society, uh, where you don't always have a direct solution. I think that definitely puts him at the top of the list for one of the coolest uh, man Jedi. And his catchphrase, hello there, that's everywhere in memes and, and gifts. So it's the uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I, I love Obi-Wan mainly because of his humor that he has. Like when they're in the middle of battles and stuff like that, he's got that sense of humor. Him and Him and Anakin both. Right. Absolutely. It's it's kind of uh, synonymous with the relationship from Lord of the Rings with Gimli and Legolas back and forth. So Obi-Wan also had that relationship with the queen from Mandalore, right? I think that was it helped him be more or he identified with kind of the struggles that Anakin was seeing because of that relationship. But unlike Anakin, he didn't let that drive him because Really, from the Jedi perspective, they kind of have two philosophies on emotion. It either elevates you or it corrupts you. So I think it's like he was able to identify what not to do in order to follow his creed. Well, he followed it till the end. So moving on to the next one. I put this one on the list because I liked him from what I've seen. Plo Koon. Yeah, Plo Koon is... uh, he makes me think of like a helicopter gunner from, from Vietnam. He's just in the thick of it. And if it was an epic battle, he was there. Uh, he led the 104th Battalion in the Clone Wars, which was known for getting into the thick of it with like Fallujah and those different battles that are extremely difficult and have to be not only tactfully planned out, but actually have muscle behind it. So he was able to drive through and even. At the end, whenever Order 66 was executed, a lot of the other Jedis were just shot from behind by stormtroopers and things like that. And it took multiple gunships to take him down because he was such an epic uh, Jedi with his ways of the Force. So definitely a great overall Jedi and, and strength. 
He's just so manly. I take all those gunships. Why don't you, we're going to give an honorable mention for somebody who isn't a man that we wanted to talk about on the list, but who did Plo Koon find? Yeah, so Plo Koon actually found Ahsoka Tano and brought her into the Jedi ways, uh, you know, ultimately was was handed off through the Jedi Academy and then ultimately to Anakin. But uh, if it wasn't for Plo Koon discovering her, uh, she wouldn't have been in a lot of the background stories and even the development of some of the new uh, shows that Disney are working on right now. So definitely, you know, brought her in. And like you said, she's not a man, but she is definitely powerful. And even her compared to, let's say, Luke Skywalker, uh, she makes him look bad. So <laughs> <laughs> she's, let's just say we're talking about here on this and not Luke. Yeah. So. <laughs> the one with one of the coolest lightsabers, Mace Windu. Yep. Mace Windu. It's actually kind of a funny story. It's not like canon or anything. Samuel Jackson uh, actually kind of came into when they were filming that and said, if I want my character to be hardcore and he demanded a purple lightsaber so that wasn't actually in any of the writing but i think he portrayed mace windu very well and very strong strong strong-minded as well as powerful jedi uh he was actually known as the most powerful jedi as referenced even yoda referenced mace windu's power so awesome awesome character I still secretly hope that they'll uh, they'll bring him back somehow. He survived falling out of the tower whenever he was battling with Palpatine. So that's a definitely a big what if, but maybe it will happen. That's the thing that could happen. You don't know, right? Yeah. We don't know. He could have been hiding. We don't know. Let's move on to everybody's favorite, Yoda. You mean it's not Baby Yoda? Not Baby Yoda. <laughs> this is this is the man Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda hasn't done anything yet other than hug that mechanic in yeah. the opening of season three. Let's talk about the real man Yoda, the grandpa Yoda. I think what's kind of manly about Yoda too is just the enigma behind him because we really don't know a lot of his past because he's so old. But definitely some of the most stringent sayings that come out in the star wars world you know do or do not there is no try and pain leads to hate or suffering and and that whenever he was talking with anakin so awesome and i really don't care for you know episodes one two and three except for they really pulled out yoda's skill whenever we had more access to cgi and things like that with even though he's 900 years old he can jump around and fight with uh, you know with Palpatine and, and Dooku and just throw down especially for being someone of such a small statue so my favorite scene with Yoda was when he meets Luke and how he's acting all crazy and then he's actually very wise and I think that's a wise thing for people to do sometimes going into a situation is pretending like you're not the most wise person and then seeing how people are going to react and then kind of dropping it on them. Absolutely. All right, moving on to the next one. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan's master, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, I think he's one, there really wasn't a lot of exposure around him, but what I like about Qui-Gon Jinn is like he's just a really good father figure because... He kind of molded Obi-Wan, who we know what turned into and how well 
he's worked out. So I think that just kind of speaks to Qui-Gon's mentorship, maybe more than his power. Because he, you know, he got axed early on by Darth Maul. From that perspective, you know, maybe some opportunities, but I think it was more of the kind of role model aspect of Qui-Gon that makes him a great manly Jedi. Yeah. And he also is the one who found Anakin. So, yep. all right. Kiandi Mundi. He is just a great all around dude and super intelligent. And, and that's what I like about the animated Clone Wars series is they gave a lot of backstory and these kind of subplots to a lot of these other lesser known Jedis just to show their skills, great aspects there. And um, that's, that's really all I had to say about him though. He's got a huge head, so he's probably the smartest Jedi. Um, we were just talking about him. We have him on the list because in the animated series of Clone Wars, he was awesome. And then he redeemed himself, Anakin Skywalker. Yep, Anakin was definitely a a troubled teen, but very powerful. I actually think in you know episode one, the Phantom Menace, whenever he's still a young child and tapping into the force whenever he was doing the pod racing, shows his skill whenever he wasn't exposed to formal training at that point. And then he took that and was very competitive, as most uh, children are growing up, and led that to become the power that he had. He was tempted by that emotion that I mentioned earlier that eventually corrupted him, but the reason he did it is because of love, which is kind of hard to argue against. And then, you know, that that love turned to the hate for him. But I think the most ultimate manly thing he did was at the end when he sacrificed himself to save his son. So uh, definitely at that point, it's all is forgiven from my perspective. Well, and the thing too, Palpatine really deceived him, right? Yep. And so it's, you can't say, oh, he's wicked. He was very deceived by Palpatine using Padme against him and everything. So, yeah, I think the redeeming character that he had when he saved Luke was pretty powerful, like you say. So, Definitely. all right, moving on to the next one, Kit Fisto. If he's so, I got to give him props for not slicing off his head dangly things uh, whenever he was battling but uh yeah i mean definitely i think he's just a solid character great expert swordsman and i think back to when i think it was episode two when they were doing the battle at geonosis uh when all the droids were coming in he was just kind of having fun fun with it when you're a bad situation that's what i always like to say at work too is like, you can't have fun doing like while you're working like you're probably not in the right place uh he was trying to make the best out of a bad situation at that point so i think just a uh you know kind of solid behind the scene character and i always remember him with a smile especially yep. when he was <laughs> shooting down all the droids and everything yep all right keenlon voss the hippie jedi Yes. What's his what's his ability that he can do? Yeah, so uh, his ability was a retrocognition. Basically, if he touched someone, he could instantly access their memories or things that they had touched. So that kind of gave him a, I don't know, I'm going to call it dog the bounty hunter ability in which 
he could track down anybody, which made him super skilled. And he was definitely more of a hands-on Jedi. You know, he didn't rely on the lightsaber usage and things like that. To your point, it was hippie, kind of man-of-the-land Jedi. And him and Obi-Wan didn't really get along. They went through a few things. They respected each other, but they don't get along either. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, but that is cool, though, that he can track really well. And that is a pretty sweet ability. Even like Mandalorian, when he's tracking down the other bounty hunters and stuff like that, that was that is a sweet ability to have. That's a quintessential manly ability in today's age, too, is if you can hunt and do all your processing and things yourself, part of that's tracking down your your prey or your kill. So mm-hmm. that's a good type of... Yep. Okay, this one, Cody, you're going to have to educate me on. Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn. So he was the protagonist from Knights of the Old Republic, which was an older Star Wars game that takes place in the Old Republic. So back when the original Galactic Civil Wars. And what I liked about him was he was very tempted by his inner dark side just because of his upcoming And to me, that was what was manly was he had to identify what not to do and then how to embrace the light side to ultimately come to the end of the story. And I don't want to have any spoilers or anything if anyone wants to go out and play it, but definitely one of my favorite Star Wars franchise games uh, ever made. Highly recommend it. So, Cody, why don't you explain for us real quick the Jedi just in general Jedi Knight philosophy and how it ties into stuff that we really can apply. I know that it's a story and everything, but there are lessons that can be learned that we can apply to it, right? Yeah. I really think kind of the Jedi like way is do the right thing, be a good person, but it's almost, I mean, not as extreme as like from Star Trek, like Vulcans, like don't embrace any emotion. They really want to focus on, you know, things that elevate you with positive emotions, with you know, honor, respect, compassion. And then just like, how do you reject the things that, that can harm you or others? Uh, and that's kind of that fear, anger, hate that, that you had referenced. So it's definitely uh, an inner struggle between good and evil for you know everyone in today's lives and i think what the jedi story try to embrace is you're going to be presented with options all the time but it's how you execute and look at those logically to get to the next step we're all humans we have a choice and jedi show that you can be good and still accomplish great things my favorite part of it too is just the discipline that they have and they have a really noble cause that they're fighting for, which I think all of us can find something like that. A noble, a general noble cause that we're all out there trying to accomplish and there will be opposition and there's always going to be opposition. I think the Jedi story too is good when you say the noble cause because they fought for the Republic for so long. And then at the end they realized, Hey, we're not on the right team. And that's when kind of the shift from don't get lulled into what you're doing each day because you can slowly phase into doing something that's wrong. And you just got to be able to be cognizant of what you are doing to see where you're at. 
I had a coworker one time share a story that when he was growing up, he loved Richard Nixon. And then Richard Nixon had the Watergate scandal and he was just devastated. And when he went home, his dad said, never put your faith in man, always put your faith in God. And I think that applies too with the Jedi could say, well, we are for the Republic, but then Palpatine took over and then he corrupted it. And if they had that as their motto, they would have ended up going with everybody else, but they knew it was right. And they had to step away from that. Yeah. Correct. Yep. It's never wrong to ask the question, like, am I doing the right thing? Thoroughly enjoyed talking about these manly Jedi. I hope you did too. It's always great to to spread the love and I don't want to say nerding out, but you know, it's definitely, it's good background and uh, you know, the ability to converse with fellow sci-fi people and, uh, and, and share similar thoughts. Just like you say, nerd out. Geek out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Cody. Thanks, Miles. Commander Cody really knows his stuff. I'm glad he took the time to come on and chat with me. This was a fun recording. We're going to end this one by listening to the sound of a mystery, the mystery man sound. Reach out to me and tell me if you can guess what it is. <laughs>